it's not easy to create a monetary system, dog. <laughs> Once you blow that up, you know what I'm saying? That ain't no just, just you know, finding a new plug right quick. You nah, know what I'm saying? Not at all. <laughs> you feel me? So when I, I, I liken the monetary system to any, you know, ecosystem. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Any ecosystem is solid when it ain't easy. You don't find it on every corner. So when you as an oppressed people... Figure out your ecosystem, your transportation, your housing, mm-hmm. your real estate, infrastructure, your, all that infrastructure. Your, and you blow it up. Right. Say, man. In 24 hours. Come on, man. You can't <laughs> just, you don't just jump back from that. You know what I'm saying? You don't just need your partner to hit you off with a pack. You know what I'm saying? And then put you me back, back on my feet, Put baby. me back on my feet, baby. <laughs> what up, what up? This is the Literacy Kings podcast. My name is Corey Paul, rapper, creative, and entrepreneur. And I'm Jamarcus Traham, a.k.a. Jay with the NBA investor and teacher hey man we grew up in a neighborhood with like a 40 percent dropout rate and didn't read a book until we was grown men but once we did it changed our lives so now we breaking down books to build up culture we are the literacy kings now reading is fundamental what up what up this is the literacy kings podcast man appreciate y'all Coming back for another episode, as if if this is your your first time joining us. I'm Corey Paul. This is Jay with the NBA. Yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? And we are the Literacy Kings. Uh, we're still in uh, Chapter Three, Black Wall Street, uh, from Ride to Renaissance by Hannibal Johnson. Um, last episode, we talked about the uh, riot. The episode before that, we were talking about the roots. Um, and today, we're going to be talking about post riot. Um, thousands of homes destroyed, hundreds hundreds of businesses destroyed, um, execution style murderers, murders, uh, um, black people being drugged by vehicles, um, thirty five blocks, thirty five blocks destroyed, destroyed, and this was all in less than twenty four hours. And so we're gonna be unpacking some of that and some of the aftermath and the the people, the stories, um. And some of the, some of the crazy, ludicrous, I think is the best word. <laughs> ludicrous is the necessary word to explain the lack of justice. Man. And not, and not only the lack of justice, but how black people was getting charged. Right. You, you feel what I'm saying? Black people was getting Talk charged. Blame the victim. Blame, yeah. But, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Jay, how you feeling, baby? Um, man, I'm good, man. I want to dedicate this episode to um a few people: uh, Laverne, Cooksey Davis, mm. Robert Fairchild, mm. George Monroe, and Julius Williams. Mm. In case y'all wonder who that is, those are survivors of the riot slash massacre in Tulsa in 1921. Mm. Uh, now I'm not sure if they're still living today, but they did live all the way up until 1996 yeah. to get honored by the city of Tulsa. Let's go and to see the um, Black Wall Street Memorial in Tulsa. Right. Uh, they they lived long enough to see that day, and they were there at the right. That's amazing, bro. Yeah. That's amazing. So look before we get into um, before we get into the chapter. So peep it. You actually told you. You told me about this. Then my brother-in-law told me about it. So it's a show called Lovecraft Country. Right. Um, that, that came on. That was on HBO. So it's it's on some it's some sci-fi horror <laughs> type stuff. Um, 
it, that's kind of that's kind of the the, the 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 genre that it's in but it's so much more than that right so i'm not gonna give a whole synopsis on the show but here's the thing the show has a lot of black history inside of it and a lot of the horror really be because the show is based in the 1950s Right, you feel me? So a lot of the horror is the fact that it's the 1950s. Right. You feel me? And um, it's all you know, all black cast, big mm-hmm. budget. J.J. Uh, Abrams, uh, um, Misha Green, um, Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they they pulled up for it. So peep it though. Spoiler alert. Okay, <laughs> spoiler alert, bro. If you haven't watched the show yet, this is finna be a spoiler. I'm finna give you, give you some time to fast forward through here. You know what I mean? But peep it in the show, right? They cover Black Wall Street, right? They got mm-hmm. a whole episode, episode. Mm-hmm. on Black Wall Street, and they even mentioning real events that happened. He like, Mr. Such and Such business went, you know, went in the flames. Mm-hmm. You know, Mrs. Such and Such did, like, they mentioning real, you know, victims from Black Wall Street and it's showing the build, it's, it's showing the life they were living before, the build up and all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the here's the point. They go back to Black Wall Street because it's a very important book there. Like the whole show is surrounded by this book pretty much. And they go back to Black Wall Street because this is where the book was. They had to go back in time because it burnt up in the fire. And mm. this book holds the key um to their freedom from the powers of white people. Wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> like yeah, it's crazy, bro. Yeah. So hmm. That's all. So my my brother my, my my brother-in-law actually got a podcast. Um, it's called Lovecraft Country Companion. Y'all check that out. Um, it's because it's one of them shows that need a podcast. It's right. called Lovecraft Country Companion, and um, he you know he has a podcast that's breaking down a lot of the historical references. They have uh, Emmett Till, mm-hmm. in, you know, in there, and just a lot of other things, man. So. Um, I, yeah, I definitely would recommend uh, from a historical uh, standpoint. Y'all check that out. Y'all can also check that podcast out while reading this book, man. Bro, it had tears in my eyes. Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. This um, you have to get this book mm-hmm. again. Black Wall Street, um, from riot to renaissance in Tulsa's historic Greenwood District by Hannibal Johnson. Yeah, you have to get it. Like it's almost a collector's item. Yeah. Like yeah, you have I, to it get is. it. Yeah, you have yeah, to get this is. book, man. Yeah. So, okay. So we last left off. Um, it was it was daybreak. You know what I'm saying? The National Guard had showed up. All right. Martial they, law declared. Martial law declared. Mm-hmm. They started putting fires out, you know. Right. Um, so now as day breaks, you have like I like we said in the in the beginning, uh, you have an unknown death toll because yeah, at that point they didn't have no idea. Yeah, they know they didn't know how many people it was so many they said they was throwing bodies in waters. Yeah. They don't know how many truckload full of corpse. Truck you know, clothes for the corpse was getting to never be seen again. Never, you know, yeah, you know, what I'm saying um, they don't know how many people fled. You know, what I'm True. saying that just wasn't there no more. You know, so even to the day, the do, the, the the death toll is um, debatable. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have you have a uh, hundreds. You know, 
died. You have the thousands of homes destroyed and and the, the businesses as well. And you say they came. What was the term he used in the book when you you lost your business? Oh, and double barrel devastation. Double barrel devastation. Yeah, it's when you lost a home and a business yeah. in a riot. Yeah, which which was which was not uncommon. You right, know probably a, a lot of them probably, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know we'll get into some prominent people later on in this episode and what they lost, the right. significance of what they lost. Right, 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 right. Um, so he said, you know, Arthur makes this statement. He says, among the Negro masses, class no longer existed. Black was black. Doctor, lawyer, laborer, or thief, it simply no longer mattered. And so, um. We can. Do you want to start with the Red Cross, um, and 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 kind of go into that, like the them starting to facilitate and tents and you know the green cards. You want to get into that, or you want to start somewhere else? Um, I want to start with right there where you said um, it didn't matter your status that day. Mm-hmm. Um. Remember, they took um, a lot of males, especially some women and some children as well. They took them to um, supposed to be safekeeping, but really they made the neighborhood defense defenseless by moving those people. So once the riot was over, they had to come back to Greenwood. Right. And they basically had to take a walk of uh, humiliation. Yeah. Back to Greenwood. Now imagine all of these people coming back to Greenwood with their hands ab- high above their head. Yeah. You yeah. know, like hands up, like don't shoot. That's the original. Uh hands up, don't shoot. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Walking back to Greenwood after all of this just happened in 24 hours, your whole life has been turned upside down. You gotta walk back to your hood. Yeah. With your hands up. Yeah. On some stuff that you ain't even responsible for. Right, 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 you know right, 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 yeah. You got to do yeah. the perp walk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Back to your hood. On some stuff that, you know, what was really out of your hands. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and the book was saying how, um, you know, they were targeting almost some of the uh, elite um black people um, oh yeah that, that, that oh, yeah. you know it, it talked about dr uh rt bridgewater and um dr arthur c jackson right was a couple of people that they highlighted um you want to take uh dr bridgewater yes i do yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> man listen dr bridgewater was a um prominent physician mm-hmm. in tulsa right but not only was he a physician, he was doing what we said in Rich Dad Poor Dad. He was minding his own business. Right. For real, for real. Dr. Bridgewater. Now, brace yourself. <laughs> you might want to sit down. You want to know what Dr. Bridgewater lost in the riots. Dr. Bridgewater said he lost 17 houses in the riot. 17 17 properties, properties in the riot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were netting him $425 a month each. Mm. Right? So you gotta think, in 1921, he was getting $7,225 a month 
from his rental property. That's good money right now. Uh, <laughs> right now, that's almost a hundred k a month. I think it's like ninety six thousand something when I did the math. A m a month. A m a month. Of his rental properties. Yep. Seventeen houses in the riot, man. You heard me correct, right? Man, hold up. Not to mention, you know, where he practices, uh, you know, being a physician at. Right. Um, you know, just 17 houses. He came at, He came home. They had his piano outside. Mm-hmm. They burnt all his mm-hmm. furniture up. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. they just, uh, what are you doing with all this nice stuff? Yeah. Put yeah. all that outside. Matter of fact, use that to start the fire. Yeah. Yeah. You got to really let that Man. sink in. And, and you, you get a picture. You get a face. You get a name. You know what I'm saying? You get a story, not just a general Black Wall Street. You know what I'm saying? Bro. Dr. Arthur C. Johnson. I'm going to read directly. Dr. Arthur Ooh. C. Johnson, a nationally renowned surgeon and former president of the State Medical Association, was a prominent, well-respected African-American physician in Tulsa. The Mayo Brothers of the famed Mayo Clinic called Dr. Jackson, quote, the most able Negro surgeon in America. He count he counted among his patients several, several white Tulsians, mm-hmm. um, uh, remarkable in the Tulsa of 1921. Despite his renown in the context of the riot, Dr. Jackson was, quote, just another Negro. Mm-hmm. He was, in a word, expendable. A teenage white boy murdered Dr. Jackson in cold blood as he rushed unarmed from the flaming inferno he once called home. Hands held high in the air, during the peak of the ride. Man. You. Listen. Dr. Dr. Arthur Jackson bled out. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Can you imagine mm-hmm. a doctor. Mm-hmm. Dying of a gunshot wound. Bleeding out. Bro. That's crazy. <laughs> like. How, like. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That wasn't enough. Like all your prominence, all the people that you helped. Uh, you think that he didn't help some of them people that was in the mob? Ah, oh, come on, man. Cause he worked. He worked on black and white. Mm-hmm. 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 You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, yep. yep. You think that you thought that would have meant something? Yeah, you would think, but but what they say, but what what did um, Hannibal say in the book? You know what I'm saying? A Negro was a Negro on that day. On that day, didn't mean nothing, dog. You know what I'm saying? Didn't mean absolutely nothing. Uh, those are a couple figures, but the Red Cross listed 2,480 families or 8,624 per people in need of assistance um, and the excess of 1,000 homes and businesses destroyed. Speaking of the Red Cross, guess where the Red Cross Center was set up mm-hmm. in? Mm-hmm. Cause they had the Red Cross. It was so devastated. The Red Cross had to set up a center in Greenwood to help um, the families to get them immediate assistance. Mm-hmm. Well, they set up in Booker T. Washington High School on prom night was the riot. Bruh. So the whole class of 1921 Booker T. High School. Imagine on prom night a riot break out in your hood. That's crazy, man. 
That's crazy. Yeah. Like completely mess up it. You only get one prom, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bro, the night of your prom, a riot breakout. Bro, and in 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 Lovecraft, like I was telling you, they did a good job of painting the picture. Like we already know the big picture of what happened, so we reading already knowing what the end is. But in Lovecraft, they was depicting it like as it build up. So they, you know, they get all of the people coming over, and they got the the, the girls got their dresses, and the boys got their suits and the corsages, and it's the whole build up. And then they like, oh yeah. The rumblings going on at the courthouse, and you can just see it building up, and then you hear it get canceled, and they like, ah, oh, you know what I'm saying? And then they start that build up, man, uh, of what was supposed to be a monumentous night, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? For the good, flipped real fast, man. So, um, Red Cross they use Booker T. Washington as an aid station, um, and African Americans were rounded up and branded and given green cards. African-Americans were rounded up, branded, and given green cards. Interesting fact. If you look on government websites, they'll say that green cards wasn't used widely until the 1940s. Mm. After World War II? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But this is 1921, mm-hmm. and they was giving out green cards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Maybe does the government not want to admit? Come on, man. Come that, on. I'm talking about you go on a government website mm-hmm. and, and and look up green cards and how they were used, and you know, um, this was 1921, and they said all oh, the green cards they came into place around um, World War II, 1940. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. <laughs> yep. They was using them. Yep. And we already know green cards are used for um, eligibility to work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you don't have your citizenship. I about to say it's for, it's for people who are not citizens. Yeah, like. That's what a green card is for. Imagine you having a business. Imagine you paying taxes. Imagine you having a home, paying property taxes, all that. Your hood get destroyed. And then you get treated like an, an alien citizen. Said they were given a green card. So what happened was, now they said all of this was for their safety, right? This is what, this is what, <laughs> this is all of this Deep side. For, for, for their safety, which we know is not true. They, they're rounded up. They're giving these green cards. They're giving curfews. Um, they can't be yeah, on. It's part of martial law. It's part of the martial law, giving mm-hmm. curfews. Um, also, for African Americans, you gotta have a green card and you gotta have signatures from your employer, you know, to justify you your coming and your going. Now, I got, let's start right there. I got mm-hmm. a question: What happens to the labor pool mm-hmm. if the employers just say, "Ah, let them let them be." Or they don't if they don't um, get in contact with their employer if their employer don't come get them mm-hmm. and they just just stay detained. Probably. What happens to the labor pool at Tulsa? Yeah. Remember these were maids. Remember they had all, all kind of um, um, oil and gas related industry mm-hmm. jobs. Mm-hmm. What happens to the labor pool? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it talked about that. And it, it, it talked about that too. Is 
their biggest their biggest uh thing after the ride was not oh we need to hurry up and get them aid for their health and wellness but we need people to work right you know what i'm saying we need to put a system in place so we can organize these workers yeah that was the whole that was the, the the crux of why they were trying to get it all set up and and so you have well we we've we've clearly explained the type of wealth that was being circulated in the greenwood district um but it went from that to they were getting paid 25 cents an hour you know what i'm saying they were getting paid 25 cents an hour which was three dollars and 31 cent uh uh a day i got a question another question for you who came and got the entrepreneurs man what you mean because your employer your white employer had to verify your existence. Oh yeah, and had to. So you had to get a work permit. They had to sign that. You probably was a new hire so, at somebody else. Yeah, uh, well, who came and got the entrepreneurs? Mm-hmm. They probably went from being entrepreneurs to being workers. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? You know man? what I'm saying? Because you got to eat. I got to eat. Right. You feel me? So what I'm gonna do? You know what I mean? That's a cold lick, man. That's a cold. <laughs> and and. I feel and, he, and the thing is, Jay, I feel like cause it's like we read this history and it's like, well, what is how does that have effect today? What is what is that, you know what I'm saying? What does that mean for today and how, you know, it goes, you know, it goes in the in the play. And I feel like it's like you get a chance to see, um, you get a chance to see by any means necessary, by any <laughs> means necessary. Man, look. People, you know, people in power want to stay in power, whether that is financially or that is dealing with race or dealing with politics or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, we wouldn't have necessarily came and burned your stuff down, but we ain't going to stop them that did it. And after they did it, oh, well, I still need you to do what you need to do so I can do what I need to do. You feel what I'm saying? Let's find a way to capitalize off your misfortunes exactly yeah you see what i'm saying your boy you say that all the time your boy trump you say that all the time he was waiting for something bad to happen <laughs> oh he was public on public record i'm waiting for something bad to happen so i can clean up you know what i'm saying and i feel like this unfortunately it was no different with this situation right here speaking of uh coming up off a bad situation the clan came up off the right use it to recruit not only was it a great recruiting tool, and, the, and they said that the membership increased mm-hmm. after the riot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but because they got spoils from the riot, mm-hmm. because they was going in people like uh, R.T. Bridgewater House mm-hmm. and looting, mm-hmm. um, it says they end up buying a. a a sixty thousand dollar building, and now this this building was worth sixty thousand dollars in nineteen twenty one. So they got they came up on a new building and everything. They used the money, the, the loot money, all that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, bro, the clan so came up free for all, dog. Straight it's free what I'm saying? for all, bro. Just on our misfortunes, you and know that's why, and that's why. I ain't gonna even. Oh, really? I'm gonna just open the top and close it because we're gonna get into it later. But that's why when people talk, when people try to dismiss concepts like reparations, it's laughable that 
you would try to dismiss that. Like it's this misnomer that a reparation reparations are giving the people that receive the reparations something extra. You know what I'm saying? Like they getting a gift. Yeah, that is laughable. You feel what I'm saying? But reparations are only given when a person has been uh, devalued. You know what I mean? His, his him, his family, his his his, his the the value wealth wise, all of that been taken, and it's a it's an attempt to try to make that person whole. You know what I'm saying? So when you see the balance of the scale, talk about a wealth gap. You feel what I'm saying? What this riot creates, you know, for all of the members of Greenwood District, I mean, it takes everything from them and gives it to the people who were riding. You know what I mean? So, think about how much. I ain't gonna go too much far. Just think about how much wealth they would have if they if the riot never happened. If they got to pass it down generations upon generations upon generations. And look though, look, and you know what's another important part to remember about this. Greenwood District represents one area. Correct. This is one area that we're talking about, right? When you talk about Rosewood, right? There's when at least 25 more places that I could name where this happens. You see happened. what I'm saying? This is one area we're <laughs> talking about. You feel what I'm saying? So you take any situation like that, bro, and every time somebody start coming up, you knock them off. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. when, and, Chicago, and it, East St. Louis, uh, Kansas City, DC. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And what's crazy is those places to this day have issues, bro. Because we <laughs> so because when you when you have a uh, what we talked about, we talked about in season one when we talked. Uh, I remember the episode talked about what is currency. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. And we went into it has to be, you know, trusted. It has to be, you know, um, you know, oh, yeah, the money value, circulation. The That's money episode circulation. One. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. got all of these things, right? And then one of the examples that I was talking about, remember I was talking about the um the agri beads right. in West mm-hmm. Africa. You feel me? Where they had this precious uh bead and then Europeans came, oh, we got glass making on on lock at the house. Right. They go back to the crib, make up a bunch of the beads, come back, flood the system, crash it. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to create a monetary system, dog. <laughs> Once you blow that up, you know what I'm saying? That ain't no just, just you know, finding a new plug right quick. You nah, know what I'm saying? Not at all. <laughs> you feel me? So when I, I, I liken the monetary system to any, you know, ecosystem. You right. understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Any ecosystem is solid when it ain't easy. You don't find it on every corner. So when you as an oppressed people... Figure out your ecosystem, your transportation, your housing, mm-hmm. your real estate, your infrastructure, your, all that infrastructure. Whole, and you blow it up. Right. Say, man. In 24 hours. Come on, man. You can't <laughs> just, you don't just jump back from that. You know what I'm saying? You don't just need your partner to hit you off with a pack. You know what I'm saying? And then put you me back, back on my feet, Put baby. me back on my feet, baby. <laughs> it nah, it don't work like that, dog. And look, man. it ain't just us black in Black Wall Street. It's global, dog. Right. Look at when anybody, you know what I'm saying, ran up on any country, you know what I mean, made lay down and, and, and took whatever they wanted to take from them, you know what I'm saying? They don't just bounce back from that, you know, but it's it's almost like, you know, you're sweeping under the rug and then enough time go by, people don't know, you know, we don't know our history, then you just say, oh, they ain't work hard enough, you know what I'm saying? They lazy. Man. Um... So, 
when you say they ain't work hard enough, they lazy. It reminds me of the blame game mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that took mm-hmm, place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. after the riot, right? Yeah, and how literally everybody was blaming the African Americans, crazy for what happened to them, crazy, right? crazy, right? The next day, mm-hmm. the Tulsa Tribune blamed blacks for what happened in quote unquote nigger time. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Ministers, bro. Ministers blame Dr. W. B. Du Bois, man, and uh, outside black agitators, bro. Like, like people that came to Tulsa and you know, and to to speak and stuff like that. Like W. B. Du Bois and all that. Oh, you're agitating what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Like you're causing. Don't give them too much hope. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's y'all fault. Y'all, y'all made up. If they would have just stayed in their place, you know what I'm saying? Y'all None just, of this would have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all making them think that they can one day be on our level. You're, you're agitating the situation. They blaming WB the boys. They say he was the most vicious <laughs> Negro man in the country. Imagine if I was living back in the day, what they was gonna call me? <laughs> if WB the boys is the most, uh, <laughs> if he the most vicious man, yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. want to see me, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? And and the thing about it is, you know, most of the people reading this paper ain't they ain't never had a conversation with a black person. No, oh, no. Or a, let alone a relationship with a black person is what no. I'm saying. You feel me? So they going off of just how just how today people be going off their Facebook feed and their Twitter feed on whatever they think news is. Right. Back then they go, oh, this is a trusted, respectable paper. <laughs> it's the Tulsa Tribune. It's the Tulsa Tribune. It has to be correct. So they they <laughs> forming their opinions and teaching their kids off of this these lies that that the paper's spreading. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, um, interesting enough, W. E. B. Du Bois actually blamed white and black economic competition hmm. for the right so like I thought about that um I don't think he was being um he wasn't I don't think he was saying this to like yeah like really really blame them per se but he was saying that could be a cause for the tension because mm-hmm. he described Tosa as being the most organized black community he ever seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you know yeah, what I'm saying? And yeah. um, we are we are we already said that they boasted of not having any lynching. Right. And as you could t- back in the 20s, everybody was it was lynchings that was commonplace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, he was saying, you know, basically, you know. The competition mm-hmm. between them, between what they have built mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and the hate that go along with that, right? From the other side, right, right, right. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, That's right. what that was his um, thing. So it was just a lot of b- blaming. Everybody was blaming everybody for it. Well, everybody was blaming African Americans, right, right, for for what happened to them. Now right. I think that's like like that's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and. You know, Tosa, when it came to the reason why this blame game was so easy was because judges, court clerks, sheriffs, uh, jury commissioners, clan members. Right. You know what I'm saying? This or a nice celebrity. Or a nice celebrity. <laughs> right. This is not this is not like theory. 
You know what I'm saying? This is, you know, like uh, uh, Dick Rowland. His attorney uh, later was found on a clan roll. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dick Rowland didn't have a chance in Come no on, court, man. bro. You weren't going to make it. <laughs> he had a court-appointed clan member. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, that's why it was so easy for that that blame game to take place. Um, speaking of um, speaking of Dick Rowland, you know, he was formally uh, indicted on assault mm-hmm. and attempted rape, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting fact, Sarah um, Page was actually 18. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 all the information says 17, but you're saying according to the court documents. Yeah, she was yeah, actually 18. And I'm thinking, did the Tulsa Tribune put that in there on purpose? It's, it's possible. You because know maybe possible. it would be worse for, for him. If she was underage. If she was 17. Possibly. I can believe that. Yeah, you see what I'm yeah, saying? I can believe they did that on purpose. But yeah. in actuality, she was 18. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. you like, man, just all kind of stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so initially, Dick Rowland was found guilty uh, by all-white jury for sexually assaulting Sarah Page. Of course. Says that there were 27 <laughs> cases initiated by the grand jury against blacks and whites involving a variety of charges from rioting, grand larceny, arson, assault with uh, assault with uh, intent to kill, unlawfully pointing a pistol, and uh, the case uh, with Dick Rowland. No convictions were made of one white person. No, zero. Not one white person. Zilch. Uh, went to jail. <laughs> now yeah. I will say this: a couple, a few white people died though in, in, a, the, in a riot. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to put out this false narrative that only blacks die. Right. Uh, they took a few um, um, with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't nowhere near uh, what the blacks lost on their side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they took a few white people with them. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, there was definitely white lives lost. Um, in the actual riot, right, 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 right. But if we're talking about um convictions, we need to talk about uh JB Stratford mm-hmm. and AJ uh AJ uh, uh Smitherman. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, JB Stratford, right? Um, he was a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and which was great because that actually helped him out. His son was a lawyer as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he was um, indicted, right? Um, in, in, for being in the riot, mm-hmm. uh, he fled to Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, um, he got extradited, or he to avoid extradited, he jumped bail, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, Understandably so, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he was held up. He he burnt off from Tulsa. They caught him in uh, in Kansas, mm-hmm. right? His son, which was a lawyer as well, came and, and got him out, burned him out. Boy, jump bail and say, I ain't going back. Find me. Catch me if you can. I'm, I'm the, the gingerbread, gingerbread man. man. <laughs> <laughs> and interesting enough, he bounced back. He went to Chicago and bounced back. Now, remind you, he left a fortune in mm-hmm. Tulsa. Mm-hmm. 
They said like he the boy was on on. Right. Like he said he was a lawyer back in yeah. 1921. You know what I'm saying? He left a fortune in, in uh in Tulsa. Right? Boy just dropped dropped it on the run. You know what I'm saying? Um bounced back, popped up in Chicago, bounced back, opened up another law firm mm-hmm. and, beca- and 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 became an, uh, an entrepreneur again in Chicago. And um, he died and he ended up dying in 1935. But the cool part about it is in his family cleared his name mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. Yep. His yep. like his grandchildren and all that. They had lawyers. They had um, county officials. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They had prominent people in his bloodline. Mm-hmm. They got together in the 90s and they cleared his name yep. uh, officially. In Tulsa, which is powerful, bro. Man, which is powerful. Uh, October fourteenth, October October fourteenth, nineteen ninety six, um, right. was the official day. Mm-hmm. That's the official day, the J B Strafford day, uh, where where everything was, you know, clear and and the, the ceremony and everything right. that that went with that, bro. That's that resilience, bro. Boy, that resilience, man. You can't kill him. You can't kill us. You know that resilience I, I, is crazy. I'm gonna hold my grandpa down. You, you see. Obviously, it was in their blood because, like mm-hmm. I said, he dropped mm-hmm. everything in Tulsa and bounced back in Chicago and came right back up. And you know they knew that story, so we and that's and that's that's something that I, you know, what I'm saying it's like motivation to go hard, you know. Period. But especially when you got kids, because it's like when I know for me, like I can even look at my mama and how she held it down. So you know, at least that's in you. Right. You feel what I'm saying? No At doubt. least that's in you. You're supposed to take it farther. So, you know, it's like his his family, his kids, they growing up like, Granddaddy did what? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let me, the let spirit me. of hoes. Say, man. Put me anywhere on God's green, green earth. earth. I triple my work. Yeah. <laughs> the spirit of hoes you know jumped saying? in that boy. <laughs> and let me get off the couch, man. That's what we doing. Man, for real. You feel me? You know, and so... You got there. You had uh, AJ um, um, Silverman. Uh, Silverman. Um, that's the Tulsa Star. Mm-hmm. The Tulsa Tribune, straight trash. You know they putting out all these lies and all this. So he created Tulsa Star. The black paper. True black paper. Yeah. So Cole Porter about it. They had they they brought him up on charges too. Come on, man. About inciting the ride. Here's on, the Cole Porter about it, bro. He was he was down with the governor. And the mayor, right. they, they would you, they would come get him to help um, de-escalate cool, cool things and cool out, things yeah, out. Man. Say, man, they pop, they got this going on. They trying to ride over here. They trying to listen over here. Um, see if you can pull up on them. And they, you, he the liaison, liaison, you know bro. What I'm, I'm talking about hood. he the hood liaison. Up to the president when the president came to Tulsa. Yeah, yeah. The news did make it. Speaking of that, the news of what happened in Greenwood. It did. It made it all the way back to the president. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, president Harden at the time. Yeah. Yeah, the news of the riot made it all the way up to the White House. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, he was legit. You know what I mean? Right. First elected, uh, the first, like, he was over the um the uh, election. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Inspector of the election. Right. You know, because the character, integrity, of integrity and yeah. mm-hmm. all of that. Um. Brought that boy up on charges, man, for for aiding in the aiding in the sight of inciting a ride. Dog. A Negro was a Negro that day. Cold man, it's cold, bro. So uh, him and his family, um, they uh, went into exile, man, mm-hmm. after the riot. You know, uh, they they ain't give him a chance to see like 
was finna shake. You know what I'm saying? They went into exile after after the riot. Um, these are real people. These are real names. These are real these stories. These are prominent people. Mm-hmm. These ain't no mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. that just, you know, oh, they was just getting by. They was on the nah. corner, chilling in Greenwood. No. Nah. Nah. These are prominent people. Yeah. Yeah. Gay you know they life, man. Um, so what ended up happening is Sarah Page, uh, she refused to assist the prosecution. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you know what, man, but you know what, don't <laughs> say, I'ma say this, man. Now, I, all I can go off of is the details that we have. And I'ma say this. It sounded like Sarah Page, for the details that we had, it sounded like she was alright, man. Like <laughs> Like I want, I want to get. I always want to get credit where credit due. Cause one thing is, I'm black and I'm black. What's the? Uh, I'm black, y'all, and I'm, I'm black, black, y'all, man. and I'm, I'm black, black, black. You know what I'm saying? Blackity black. I'm black, black y'all. But mm-hmm. I'm not divided. You feel right. me? Like I'm more unity and love than anything. Nah, keep it fair. Keep, keep it fair. fair. So it's like what I see from Sarah Page from the information I got. You know what I'm saying? Is she she jumped the gun? She tripped out. She recognized her wrong. And she was like, say, man, I don't want none of this on my hand. I'm going to keep telling y'all the truth and what really happened. And I'm not she, I'm not going to cooperate. You know what I'm saying? Sarah Page. Right. Hey, Sarah Page might be more solid than some of y'all partners. You know what I'm saying? She, man, you know your partner would have snitched <laughs> and would have got up there and, and uh, testified against you, man. You, you know she had probably was under pressure, dog. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Especially all of this happened because of supposedly what happened to her. You know she was under pressure. You know how many people them. I mean, you gotta look at Emmett Till, the lady in Emmett Till. She didn't confess until she was on her oh, deathbed. Oh, yeah, so she was on her deathbed before she say, "Man, they 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 they, they shouldn't have did that." that yeah, man. All that they said that he did to me, he didn't do none of that. She said and, that. And, and Emmett Till, no disrespect, but Emmett Till was one guy that mm-hmm. got killed because of what she did. Mm-hmm. They burnt down a whole North Tulsa, bro. For for uh, what started with her, yes, you know what I'm saying. For what started that with her, blood so on I, her hands. I just feel like we need to, we need to. I need to make <laughs> sure that that's clear. Just like we make it to everything else clear. I can't find, I couldn't find nothing in the book where she was tripping. You know what I'm saying. It seemed like soon as it happened, she tried to come. So I'm hopeful, man. I'm hoping that Sarah Page is, uh, you know, within this book does show even back then. You feel me? Um she was she was trying to do right you know that's what i'm hoping man part of the reason why they said she was trying to do right is because it was rumored that her and roland was in a relationship yep that's what his mama said right yep yeah that's what his mama said said. roland mom said that um basically when roland um when when sarah page refused to help the prosecution it basically helped Roland case, right? Mm. No, yeah, no, he, he got off. No witness, he got yep. off. He got off. Soon as that boy got off, he s- skipped town. He yeah. like, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He left Tulsa for Kansas City. Yeah, right. So Roland's mom said supposedly Sarah followed him mm-hmm. to Kansas City, mm-hmm. and then that they end up in a relationship yeah that's what that's what the room that's what his mom that's was what, saying that's what Roland's mom said and we can't find nothing else about Sarah Page nothing 
Like I looked, bro, and nothing. looked and looked and looked. Is nothing else in the book about it? I can't find nothing about it. So I hope, hey, I hope they wasn't just beefing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Come on, man. You're not, man. man Look, listen, I done got it to him again. She done blew it up. She done called the laws on me. And say I, me. man. Say, man, I hope that it went. Come on, man. If we like talking, I'm really thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Because she was like, no, no, no. Like, you know what I'm saying? She, she not, man. I don't know, man. That's how I speculate. It wouldn't be the guy. first time I heard it. it man, you know what I'm saying? Not be the first time. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, so that that's that's that. Now, your boy. Oh wait, wait. Police chief first. The police chief. Yeah, police chief. Police chief. And then your boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then your boy. The police chief, man. John. How you pronounce his name, dog? Uh, Gustafson. Gustafson. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Dirty. Indicted. Dirty. Fell into proper uh to take proper precautions to prevent the loss of life and liberty during the riot mm-hmm. and conspiracy <laughs> to free automobile thieves and collect rewards, man. <laughs> man, what is going on, man? Like <laughs> filthy, dog. Hey, let me take this time to come up real quick. Let some yep. boys go while they ain't paying attention <laughs> at the courthouse. Like, what is going on, man? It just show you, though, the lack of uh, seriousness or the lack of understanding, you know what I mean, or care that they have for any of these. They just looking at it as an opportunity. Open market, man. Anything must go. Dog, nah. Your boy, Barney Cleaver. That's your man's. <laughs> your man's. Go, go get your man's, man. Your boy, Barney Cleaver, boy, man. Barney Cleaver, man. It tripped out, man. Say, man. I, look, man. I'm trying to... <laughs> uncle Barney, like they used to call him. You know your Uncle Tom when they start calling you uncle in front of your name. You know what I'm saying? Uncle Barney. This a, uh, uncle Barney Cleaver remained in Tulsa. After the riot, and publicly blamed African Americans for the riot, come man. On, man. You say, come on, man. You don't say that out lie in public, even if that's I'm what you public, thought. You don't man. say that. Man, look, Barney Barney say, I lost a $20,000 property. <laughs> said, uh, and I'm going to hold them accountable. God. Right? Um, they say, Barney Cleaver was described as a law and order kind of guy. You know what it means when they say law and order. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Stopping Fritz Barney. Come on. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) God dang, man. Yeah, Uncle Barney, (sighs) a.k.a. Uncle Tom. God dang. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, but you know what? Barney tripping on this $20,000 property, man. Barney, he he was hot about it. Barney hot about it. I told y'all at the courthouse. I told y'all at the courthouse, cut it out. Hey, but guess what, Barney, though? Let me holler at you. Because if you would have been an entrepreneur, you would have bounced back like Stratford. Because mm, Stratford mm. bounced back. Oh, you think uh, Dr. Uh, R.T. Bridgewater, you think he ain't bounced yeah. back? How yeah. you how you get 17 houses in the first place? You got yeah. to have some type you of hustle. You got to have a hustle, man. You got Barney, to have if a you hustle. Was a, if you was an entrepreneur instead of playing uh, toy cop, Barney, mm. you, you probably ain't have a, a gun. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Flashlight cop, Barney. Man, and I want to you know find a way to defend Barney. I know... But I just, I just I can't, I just can't, I just can't find nothing to say, man. This man like, said publicly. Publicly, it was their fault. 
I'm so, I just gotta go on, man. I can't really find <laughs> nothing to say. I can't find nothing to say, man. I'm mean, just Jay with the NBA got the last words on that one, dog. Now, peep it though. The Zoros, the Zoros mm. family, um, yeah. it was a Jewish family. Yeah. Um, allies. Yeah, and they were allies, man. They was helping hide, um, hide us, hide black people doing the ride, doing the ride, man. Yep. Yeah. So shout out to the Zoros if you. If you any relation to them and you still kicking, your people was thorough, and we we yeah, shall appreciate. Salute to him for that, man. Yeah, yeah. So and that's so I've heard people say this before, man, and I ain't with it. Like I heard people be like, basically, uh, black people ain't never had no real allies. You know what I'm saying? And you know it's always got to be us and da da da. No, I disagree with that strongly. You know what I'm saying? And this is a good example of it right here. Shout out to the Zaros. Yep. Um. So yeah, man. So um. So from there, um, hey, also the Red Cross too, bro. Like, I'm going off the information I got. Red Cross get a lot of flack now. Um, I know they get a lot of flack, boys. So they be stealing, and you hey, know they get a lot of flack because during Hurricane Harvey, them, they was giving out them four hundred dollar checks, and boys, uh, fraud uh, was running <laughs> rapid around here. You know what I'm saying? Boy, That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, Red Cross get a lot of flack. I, uh, I haven't researched Red Cross public. I don't know about that. But I know, according to this book, though, the Red Cross, Red Cross did their thing, though. You yeah, yeah, they saying? showed up in a major way. They yeah. set up, like I said, they showed up shopping the, uh, in um, Booker T. Washington High School. Yeah, and uh, put together a nice little relief effort. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. For, for the time, you know what I'm saying? It was right. pretty. It was pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, so that's some kind. Of, that's, that's that's a few. You know, recaps of some of the notable figures. Now let's get to the the finesse. The job. finesse. Yes, man. The finesse. I knew the, it was coming. You know, I, it was I knew. Coming. I knew it was you coming. You know, it was coming. I'm gonna let y'all know. Jay want to set this going. Want to take this going here. Okay, so you gotta think. They had businesses. They had homes, residential, so a lot of land. Mm-hmm. Like I said, th- at least thirty five blocks was destroyed. Mm-hmm. So you say, what happens to the land? Mm-hmm. What happens to the land after this riot? Like, how do they rebuild? Right? Man, here come the finesse play, man. Mm-hmm. So, the city commissioner commissioner calls itself like under the disguise of trying to prevent this from happening again. Extend the the fire uh exp- extend the, the fire uh, limits. The fire limits of Tulsa. Cause so this doesn't happen again. Oh, cause that 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 takes you back to something we already said. See, North Tulsa Greenwood District wasn't in the fire limits, right? Which means technically they probably um the the fire trucks that were going in there that got blocked by the Klansmen, mm-hmm. it was still it was probably outside of their jurisdiction, but they were still going there anyway. Right, right, you know what I'm saying? Because right. um, we found out that the Greenwood District was not within fire limits of Tulsa, mm-hmm. but the the city commissioner um, after the riot mm-hmm. extended the um, fire limits of Tulsa to include Greenwood. He's a nice guy, nice guy, man. <laughs> man, He's watch nice out, man. <laughs> Listen, the finesse play is real. Yep. Right? Um, so he says, now, any building in Greenwood 
has to be fireproof. Mm-hmm. After the riot, mm-hmm. man. After mm-hmm. they was burnt down. Mm-hmm. Which means, which means, in order to build mm-hmm. here again, it's gonna cost substantially more. Uh-huh. And they also now have to be two story. Yeah, two story. Um, they have to be either concrete, brick, or mm-hmm. steel. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So you gotta think. Not only the people who own the buildings were entrepreneurs, their business is gone now. Mm-hmm. How are they gonna get financing to rebuild? Exactly. You know they ain't gonna give them no loans. Come on, man. They don't have no income to prove to prove it. So then what it, so 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 I can't just put a tent or nothing up here. I if I extend it. It, once the fire limit extended and now this is part of Tosa mm-hmm. you can't afford to build here you mm-hmm. can't afford to hold this property so you know what you should go ahead and do slide Sell. it to you mm-hmm. boy mm-hmm. go slide it to you boy that's See, what they are trying to do their plan was to make it to where whites would be free to buy up the land mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if it wasn't for them sticking together mm-hmm. Uh, the residents of Tulsa, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for them to um, come up, um, come together, right. they said they hurry up and band together, um, and they blocked the legislation that would have allowed whites to just come in and buy up the land, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they created the Colored Citizens Relief Committee, mm-hmm. right? And the sole purpose was to protect the vulnerable um, property owners. Yeah. Because you're vulnerable right now. You don't have no capital. You can't finance nothing. Um, your property has been completely destroyed. Things like that. So they hurry up and organize that. The mm-hmm. Colored Citizens Relief Committee, man. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for that, um, if it wasn't for that, then that legislation legislation wouldn't have been blocked and wouldn't it wouldn't have been deemed unconstitutional. Right. Man, they would have slid right up in there and give me all of that. All you of know it. what I'm saying? Yep. I need that. I need that. Yep. yep. You know what I'm saying? And it's 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 when you read this book and when you see his history, it's like you see this extreme level of power for pe- for black people at that time. And then it's also extreme level of um. Um, it's kind of vulnerability. Yeah, vulnerability. Well, yeah, too. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, but yeah, counter. It's counter. It's like they doing these amazing things. That and, pendulum swing. Yeah, that pendulum, that pendulum yeah. swing the other way. Yeah, yeah. They're extremely vulnerable as well. On the other side. Yeah, man. That's a, that's a man, bro. That's but it just goes to show. No matter through through all of it. You still have to band together, and you still have to try to flex when you can. You know what I'm saying? Man, city. They say the book says city leaders tried to keep blacks from rebuilding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course. You see what I'm saying? You know what? You know what this made me think of? Um, Hurricane Katrina. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody from Nine War didn't come back. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, you didn't think you don't think nobody slid in there. Oh come on, man! And got that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you gotta think like every look, every misfortune, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like your boy Donald J mm-hmm. said, is an opportunity mm-hmm. to capitalize. Yeah, and that's that. And and that it. I I I think we can stop there for a second because when you talk to 
businessmen, um, people in power, people, politicians, people that run systems. In essence, what, what everybody's trying to do is find a hole. They're trying to find a hole. They're trying to find an opening. What are they not doing? What can we do? What's the problem? What's the solution? What's mm-hmm. the weakness? What's the strength? Right. They're trying to find that and penetrate. You know what I'm saying? True. And I feel that a lot of times they don't care where they find it as long as they find it. You know what I'm saying? So if I happen to find it through your town being burned up and a lot of people getting killed, it doesn't care. I don't, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? And even till uh, to this day, you know what I'm saying? People are going to utilize, uh, put, look, look, okay. Everything went on in 2020 with race, right? And Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, right? So we know all these companies that's talking about uh, uh, Black Lives Matter don't care, right? All of them don't care. Some right. of them do, but all of them don't care. Come on. But peep it. This is the if the if the if the if the the pulse of everything is Black Lives Matter, I can't be like ah forget all of that. Uh, come sign up for a new business account and we got a such and such a chase, <laughs> right. right? I gotta go. Okay, how can we utilize this to still promote, yeah. to still get our name out there, spin on it? Just you feel what I'm get saying? Get the PR team in here, real get quick. Get the PR team in here. This is the pulse of what's going on. How can we utilize this? To get out in front go, of, go get Dre from Blackish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. What do we do, Dre? You feel me? <laughs> and you, we gotta know that. Uh, oftentimes, you know what I'm saying? That th- those are going to be the different type of plays, you know, so that it's not new to us because it ain't new to them. It's the same playbook. You know what I'm saying? Man, but you know, what, let's get back to my people, man. Thousands. Of African Americans from Greenwood slept in tents mm-hmm. that winter, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The winter of mm-hmm. 1921, when they was still the riot happened June first. Yeah. In winter time, they were still displaced. Thousands of them slept in tents mm-hmm. in the winter, bro. Just trying to get back on track, man. You can't tell us about the spirit of our people, man. We just going to keep marching, yep. man. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, bro, it get cold enough. You think they ain't think about selling? Come on, man. You think that's, you know what, man? I, I, I held out long enough, man. It, we going on six months. Uh, Man, I've been displaced. It's cold out here. And I'm pretty sure it's snowing in Oklahoma. And they just trying to wait a mic. Yeah, man, come on, man. And they just trying to wait them out. Yeah, it's important, man. It's important. It's important to to really meditate on stuff like that to understand. You know, you steady fighting with what the we city. Have in us. You steady fighting with the city. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Going back and forth. You probably fighting over permits. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Bank don't want to mess with you. I don't want to give you mm-hmm. no loan. You know what I'm saying? Like, not to mention the day-to-day stuff that you your kids, uh, clothes, food, Come your on, job, man. school, health. You know what I'm saying? Just the day-to-day stuff that you got to deal with on top of all of that. But and, yet and still, ultimately and we prevail. Some, some um, white employers were capitalizing on their misfortunes as well. Yeah, of course. Um, offering them loans. Like for for their employees, the people that work for them, or oh, we'll give you a loan. Who knows the 
contingencies of that of those right. loans. Right. Right. They, who knows if they ever got from under them loans, bro? You see what I'm saying, yep. man? Just yep. man, bro. I understand exactly what you're saying. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. This, the, the I read. I was just. Uh, I wasn't disappointed. I was past disappointed. Mm-hmm. I was angry at just. What happened with our people? Mm-hmm. And for them to get blamed on, like, how could it be their fault? And they, it's, it's your fault mm-hmm. that a thousand of y'all sleeping outside mm-hmm. in the winter. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. what? And that was the, that was the, um, Hannibal Johnson, he spends a, a lot of time, um, really getting that point across that they, that African Americans were blamed. He goes through from the mayor to officials to he he goes with a lot of quotes and stuff like that in the book, just basically of how many different people pointed the finger um, at, at, at uh, African Americans, and it was uh, you know he he quote he it's a quote from the book where he says like basically you know if if you don't do anything. You know what I'm saying? You know justice won't be served. Right. You know, and then if you fight for justice, you know you have to, but you know that there's going to be backlash to that. You know what I'm saying? So they chose to fight. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so the chapter ends in, in, a, in, a, in a dope place uh, talking about reparations. Right. And so... He says, how best do we begin to heal the open, festering wounds born of bias, bigotry, and racism uh, and burned into our collective consciousness by virtue of tragedies like the riot? One answer, uh, one answer, um, it, which is considerably frequent and worthy of serious uh, consideration is the mention of reparations. For the victims of America's egregious racial injustices. So, reparations is not something, it's not a new concept, conversation for us today. We've heard of the term reparations, 40 acres and a mule, you know what I'm saying, and and, and all of that. Um, But I'm pretty sure you talk to 10 different people, you're going to get 10 different opinions uh, about reparations and 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 should they or should they not? And um, in the book, um, Hannibal Johnson does a good job of posing some really good questions, um, of explaining exactly what reparations um, are supposed to represent, and he also talks about people who've gotten reparations before. And how similar their issues were to what happened in Tulsa. Right, right, right. right. Did you want to kick off from a certain point? Um, first thing I want to say is part of the reason, I mean, this comes full circle. Part mm-hmm. of the reason Greenwood came together was because of reparations from slavery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When the Indians and they got their land allotments and we were slaves of them, we were included in um, the treaties, mm-hmm. like we mentioned earlier, and that came with land allotments. Mm-hmm. So part of Greenwood being built, it was built off reparations mm-hmm. from slaves. Mm-hmm. 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 Now to get it burnt down, firebomb, kerosene, massacre, riot, all of that. And the government finally, after 60 years, 70 years, to acknowledge 
um error and wrongdoing and just speak about the idea of getting reparations for what happened there it's full circle yeah because this whole neighborhood yeah. started with on the backbone of reparations. reparations yeah that's good that's good and we hit on it briefly earlier but so reparations um reparations is not a gift it's not a handout it's not um something that's given to take a, a group of people to the next level uh, you know it's it's given to people who have been robbed of you something say you can't give me nothing you took from me you feel what I'm saying you can return it you can return it yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's people who've been robbed of something and then the question is okay how can we help make these people whole and that's where the conversations of reparations comes up and so what happens and Hannibal talked about it a little bit is you get a lot of we're filibustering about the mm-hmm. about the topic. Well, or if we give it to them, should we give it to them? Well, if we give it to them, well, what about these people? Well, there's some white people that's what, been white people too, so in the right? Yeah. Fix, so shouldn't they do this thing? And then it kind of circle, 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 and then it, it fizzle out. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened to times before when they tried to um bring it up. Well, reparations have been given. And the book talks about mm-hmm. two specific um, times mm-hmm. where they have been given reparations were paid to World War II era Japanese um, um, internees um, authorized uh, by Congress. Um, was it 1988 Civil Liberties Act? Yeah, uh-huh. 1988 Civil Civil Liberties Act, and then in 1994 legislation was passed. Uh, in the form of scholarships right. to the descendants of victims from uh, the Rosewood mm-hmm. riot 1923. in 1923, two mm-hmm. years after Black Wall Street. Right. So, interesting enough, the Civil Liberties Act of 1988 speaks of Japanese internees, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I said, what, what, what's an internee? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, According to that document, an attorney is someone who has uh, who had forced removal and confinement. Mm. Mm. Like burning down a house and stuck in the middle of like like forced removal, mm-hmm. like like when somebody threw a cocktail mm-hmm. through your window mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they caught on fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That forced removal. Yeah. And yeah. confinement, like when y'all was holding all the blacks. Mm-hmm. Until somebody makes them, uh, to somebody that they work for, come to identify them mm-hmm. like they not human beings, like they not American citizens. Yeah, you talking about that confinement? Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like That's what? Real. And that you know, interesting enough, um, the Japanese um, received 20k per person mm. off of that. Man. 20k yeah and it's and, and the government gave it out and it guess what the the verbiage says is we acknowledge it because we know that this was done this was due to racial prejudice mm-hmm. war hysteria mm-hmm. and a failure of political leadership come on man that don't sound like what happened. <laughs> come on man like we just told you come on man it was racial prejudice yeah um war hysterica they was mm-hmm. all chaos broke mm-hmm. loose and political leadership we told mm-hmm. you that the government was a complete breakdown mayors um police department everything mm-hmm. like 
Failure of political leadership. That's by definition what happened in Tulsa. Right, 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 right. And and so that's why it's not it's not a question. I I I have a homegirl actually, and she's white, and we were talking, and we were just having a real conversation about about race and 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 um, slavery and everything like that. And we were talking, and I was trying to explain to her like. For lack of, of better examples, I was I was explaining to her. If I said if yo yo great great grandpa invented a thing, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and he invented that thing, 100. percent But my great grandfather was the owner of him, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So he just took that thing, and he. You know, made all of the profit off. Ran right? off with the patent. Ran off with the patent. Mm-hmm. And now today, my I'm the descendant of my grandfather who did that, mm-hmm. and we eat, we racked up. Mm-hmm. Your people struggling. Mm-hmm. Just on a basic human level, I have excess. You lack. It's historical fact that. What could have taken you or what was taking you out of your lack was stolen from you. Mm-hmm. Just in a humanistic, moral understanding, you know, shouldn't I have some kind of pull to help make that situation whole? Just as a human, dog. You know what I'm saying? Or is it like, huh? You ain't, you you ain't gonna tell me I should pull myself up by my bootstraps? Come on, man. I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> You feel me? So that's America. Mm-hmm. That's the black story of America, dog. That's not a opinion. You know what I'm saying? That is historical fact. So that's why it baffles me when we talk about things like reparations and it's an argument to be made. You feel me? You know, <clears throat> now I've been to Iraq in 2007. I've been to Afghanistan 2010. And I see how we come over there because of war we mess up their country um, things like that but I also see us give a lot of things to them mm-hmm. a lot of jobs um, kind of help set up an, an economy over there mm-hmm. with us just being there um, and I see how places where we've invaded and where we've been they work out deals where X amount of immigrants from them people can come here. Mm. Uh, you know, Somalians, um, um, Vietnamese based on Vietnam. Like, I see it and they get to come over here and they get X amount of things granted to them mm. because of the United States conflict with their particular country. Mm. Like, I see it, but I, I think about what Hannibal um, said in the book. He said, how can we fix issues abroad? Mm-hmm. When we are messed up in America, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Like we, America has a reputation for trying to play big brother to everybody. Right, right. But right. how can we do that when we still messed up here? Right, 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 right. Yeah, so um, that's what made me think about that. Yeah, um, good. yeah. Keep going. No, it's good. back to you. Yeah, no. So, <clears throat> so, um, so yeah. In the book, in, in, in closing, when it comes about, you know, when it comes to. Um, reparations. I think Hamilton does a good job of expounding on the concept, the misnomer of a free gift, and more so about um, uh, egregious 
uh, injustice uh, being made right, you know, being made us being made a whole from it. Um, a dope quote he has from the book, he says, time may not heal our wounds, but time, if used wisely, affords an opportunity for sober reflection, introspection, and rededication. Right. I think that's powerful. Very powerful. Um, so, I think that that does a great job of the meat of the um, of the the chapter. But I but you had some dope, you know what I'm saying? Like some dope closing um, statements um, or quotes that I think would would be perfect for for now. Yeah. So um, in the part in the book, um, you know they talk about. When I, when I was reading this, I was thinking about the mindset of um, African Americans in Greenwood. Mm-hmm. I told you, like, the psychological toll. Um, you know, the PTSD gotta be mad real mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, on page 70, there's a quote um, of, some, of a white woman. They didn't give her name. Mm-hmm. But she witnessed the riot and she wrote about her reflections. Mm. Right, it says pondering the cause of the riot and whether it could recur. She noted, "I never knew positively whether the revolt had been seething a long time, and the incident in the elevator was the spark that caused the riot. Mm. I don't think anyone will ever know. Could it happen again in Tulsa? We never know what." thoughts are in the Negro's mind long years of servitude has caused the Negro to conceal his real thoughts from the white man Mm. right and I'm like um yeah (laughs) you know so like long uh we conceal out the I I conceal my thoughts Mm -hmm. do you conceal your Mm -hmm. thoughts yeah 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 it's definitely Um, a thing it's definitely a thing. Why would I think you understood me? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you. So you can verbalize the years of servitude affecting our mental state. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then you turn around and ask, "Oh, I don't know why." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me think of a Jay Z line. Uh, uh-uh, you know, him and me I got a song called "What's Free." Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they remade the Biggie song. Yeah. And basically, Jay Z say they gonna have to kill me, Grandma. I'm not they slave. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, that's the mindset that I have. Like, you gotta have to get. I'm not your slaves. Mm-hmm. Like, my thoughts or the thoughts of a Nat Turner mm-hmm. or Denmark Vesey or mm-hmm. somebody like mm-hmm. that. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's not gonna. I, I can't exist in servitude. I, I think that I think that I think what happens uh, where you cross over in that in that line, you going they gonna have to kill me, Grandma. I'm not their slave. What that line starts to become the heartbeat. You feel me? Well, mm-hmm. Nat Turner and. Then my Vinci spirit starts to become the heartbeat and not the the rebel with a cause is when you cross over from servitude to ownership. 
right? Mm. Like that's when that right. line doing servitude, the the that line sounds like rebellion, right? But when you cross over into the concept of wealth building, generational wealth, uh, ownership, equality, justice, and you start to educate yourself on the clear, intentional, systematic oppression and boundaries that were and are still being put and upheld against black people and people of color, marginalized people in America, then you realize that um, that is the only way, that is the only mindset that will ever work. Power will never concede to weakness. No. You feel what I'm you saying? Know, interesting enough, everything to Frederick Douglass. Everything you just said was his entire verse on what's free. Mm, and I don't even remember the verse. He said, he starts <laughs> off, he said, in the land of the free where the blacks enslaved, mm. three-fifths of a man I believe's the phrase. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. then he started talking about how he how he owns part of do say how he own he was talking mm-hmm. about everything that he owns mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you just said ownership and then mm-hmm. he said they're gonna have to kill me grandma i'm not they slave mm-hmm. it, that's exactly what he said in yeah. the verse yeah and that, because mm-hmm. when you start if you just working and you just how much you gonna give me cool you're not gonna have no problems you see mm-hmm. what i'm saying you're not you're not gonna have no problems but when you start crossing that line into the, the previous things that I just named and you start trying to grow outside of the box and, and start because you got to think bro if you got and I ain't got for me to have you might not keep everything you got right. you see what I'm saying so even if that's just your 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 labor pool starting to uh shrink because it's more owners than workers Therefore, you have to try harder to keep the workers you have, which means better benefits and better payment. That got to come out of you. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we need to keep the wealth gap popping, baby. You know what I'm saying? But every, you know what? Interesting enough, this book is full circle because everything goes back to McGabe, the mm-hmm. con- the congressman from Kansas that was recruiting boosting. African Amer- that was boosting African Americans to come back to come to Oklahoma mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. saying basically you can get on the level playing field mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they were saying that the blacks that were in Tulsa didn't like the blacks that was coming up from the mm-hmm. south mm-hmm. because they was acting like the, the uh, whites were still superior to mm-hmm. them and that they mm-hmm. were still enslaved to them right so right. Like, nah, we don't, y'all don't, don't feel do what we trying yeah. to do here yeah yeah exactly yeah you see what I'm saying everything just comes back full circle exactly exactly bro yeah so um, man, that is that is the roots uh, and the riot and post riot, and it's a lot, man. It's a it's a whole lot. Um, the next topic is the regeneration, um, of being renewed, reformed, and uh, reconstituted. The regeneration goes into um the the post post you know like what starts to what comes from these things and what what starts to be built and where where do they go from there and it goes um it doesn't just leave you you know at the at that that um immediate post riot and so we'll get more into that um before we before we wrap wrap you got anything else you want to drop off 
um hate hate is ignorance plus fear hmm big facts um you think about what was going on in um greenwood ignorance plus fear you think about what they were saying how did these african americans how did these n-i-g-g-a's how did they get all of this in their house right right they're not supposed to be living like this right right you know what i'm saying ignorance plus fear fear that they man they 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 progressing mm-hmm. they, they 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 getting better they better they living better than us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hate mm-hmm. hate equals ignorance plus fear man that's, that's all good. i got man that's good well man we appreciate y'all um checking the site this black wall street series has been um deep 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 um and we're gonna stay at it um Make sure that you take time to rate, uh, review, share, uh, send us a voice message. Hit us up on um, Instagram uh, at the liter- at Literacy Kings. Uh, we'd love to, to hear your thoughts, um, questions. Um, and, yeah, and shout out to the people who are already interacting with us. Shout out to the people who already. Yeah, they are. You know what I'm saying? Holding they us turn, down. They be turning me up, man. I yeah. be ready to. They be, J-Man, how you feel about this? You know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That oh, made me keep going. Hey, and we got new merch, man. We got Literacy Kings merch, man. In the yeah. show notes, hit the link and get you a reading. It's fundamental. Reading shirt. is fundamental. You know what I'm saying? Shirt, coffee mug, it's hoodie season. You know what I mean? Crew necks. Get your you know. uh, uh, onesie for that baby. Yeah, get your onesie for that. That, that, that quarantine baby you had. <laughs> we know you had the quarantine baby. <laughs> get your onesie <laughs> for your quarantine baby. <laughs> yeah, good Christmas present. You know what I'm saying? Um, but until next time, man, uh, we appreciate y'all. We are the Literacy Kings. Love. Love. Now, reading is fundamental. fundamental.